The Eagles dispatch of Iowa Park onto the area round. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett here on the Brock Eagle Football Show, brought to you by Tommy Hayes Photography and DFW Executive Realty, right here on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media. And it was no surprise as the Eagles took care of Iowa Park 59 to nothing. That defense with another shutout. Offensively, the passing game is just getting better and better every week. Brody Woods threw for 286 yards, four touchdowns. Colt Matlock had 119 yards and two touchdowns. And just, you know, a dominating first-round victory. That's what we've gotten used to, and it's the Brock Eagles. And they move on to take on Muleshoe. And guess what? That's another team we know well is last year it was back-to-back the exact same. And to be honest with you, outside of Bushland now, they won district, so they moved up to the top half. Your playoff run in this region is probably going to be mostly the same. You're just going to get Bushland maybe. Well, possibly. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, but if you do play Bushland, you'll just get them later in the uh, region. Uh, but you'll get Muleshoe this week. Of course, last year, Brock took care of Muleshoe uh, 57-20 to 20, uh, was the score. Uh, last year, they beat Iowa Park 48 to nothing, just for some comparison. And, and Muleshoe's not a bad team by any stretch, but it's Brock, and, and Brock's a better team. Now, normally, I would say, and on this episode, we'll be talking to the head coach, Billy Mathis. Well, because of the short week, uh, we normally record on Thursday afternoons. I'm actually recording this part at... 5 a.m. on uh, Thursday morning. Uh, we weren't able to get to get him in this week. So instead of just not having a show, what I decided to do was Matt Diggs and I talk every week on our North Texas football show. And if you don't know who Matt Diggs is, he is a guy that's been covering Texas high school football as long as I have, about 20 years. And he does each and every week a 4-3-A Division One show, and he's been doing it for a couple of years now. He does it for the Pilot Point guys or the guys that used to be the Pilot Point broadcast. We all know how that's been down there lately. Uh, but anyway, and he's a, he's a great guy. He, I love him on my North Texas show. I love listening to his 4-3-A show. He always gives a little bit different perspective than most people. So since I couldn't get Coach Mathis in, what I decided to do is I'm going to put over here our discussion we had last night while we were recording the North Texas show about District 4, 3A, the three teams that are alive, uh, but mainly also just Class 3A, Region 1, Division 1. Uh, and so we'll do that this week, and, of course, we'll have Coach Mathis back on next week. Programming note, next week the show will be up uh, uh, earlier in the week also because, again, next week, short week for Thanksgiving this time, but we will have a show next week. It just Yesterday, just things didn't match up well for Coach Mathis and I to where we could get a show done. All right, we do want to thank our sponsors, Tommy Hayes Photography. You can find him online at TommyHayesPhotography.com, Tommy underscore Hayes underscore photography at Instagram, or on Facebook, just type in Tommy Hayes Photography, the best in the state of Texas when it comes to sports shots and all shots, to be fair. And if you've, uh, if you've been to a Brock football game, you've seen his work. His photos, of course, are in the Brock program, and he's just an awesome guy, and he's a great Brock fan. Also want to thank Eddie Washington, DFW Executive Realty. You can find them online at dfwexecutiverealty.com for all your realty needs on the Fort Worth side of Dallas-Fort Worth. Mr. Washington's got you covered. You can also email him edwash1 at msn.com. And again, give him a hard time because he still has an msn.com email. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, instead of Coach Mathis, Matt Diggs of the 43A Division I report joins me to talk 43A Division I and the Region I 
Division One playoffs right here on the Brock Football Show on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, a lineman climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. See habla espanol. Terry Bennett back here on the Brock Football Show. Before I go to the segment from last night, I did want to give you, you can go listen to the 4-3-A report uh, on YouTube at Pilot Point Bearcats fan page. You can also go online to pilotpointbearcats.com to hear the, uh, the podcast version. So here is Matt Diggs of that show, and he's been covering football in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for, like I said, as long as I've been covering it. I started in 2002, and he started right about that time, too. But here is him and I last night on our North Texas show talking for 3A Division One and Region One 3A in the area round of the playoffs. All right, let's go to our favorite. That's Region One Class 3A Division One. Um a little bit of a down week. Um, you got. I think the most interesting game is Clyde ten and one versus Shallow Water six and five. Yeah, and and I took Shallow Water in this game just too. because Clyde is not the, the 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 record deceives you with Clyde. That district was down, and the, the playoffs showed it. The fact that they were, we were you said a goal line stand away from being swept out of the playoffs. I think Shallow Water takes care of business against Clyde this week. Yeah, I, and you know, I just I was a hundred percent. I can remember talking. We have a discord for all the L4 media stuff, and we just kind of talk through the week about things. And I can remember after they beat Jim Ned, and one of our guys was like, man, Clyde's now become kind of the, the Division One, Region One darling, and they were at the moment. And I said, yeah, but, you know, they, they've got to go unscathed through this, this rest of their season before I trust them. Not two weeks later, they get upset by Iowa Park. And, and look, Iowa Park, hey, great for them. They got snuck into the playoffs legitimately with that upset, but Iowa Park's not a good team right now. I mean, you saw that last week when Brock had no problem beating them 59 to nothing. And once they lost Iowa Park, I said, yeah, they're they're paper tigers. Shallow Water, they're on the exact opposite end. They have a a 6 and 5 record now, but I would put that they have played a far tougher schedule than anything Clyde has played. When you look at, they lost to Monahans who's still playing. They lost to Seminole who's still playing. They lost to Hereford who had a just complete turnaround season with a bunch of young guys this year ended up losing last week, but I mean, they went from one and nine to ended up being six and four, but they were supposed to be one and nine again. They lost to Dalhart who's still playing and they lost to Bushland and we know how great Bushland is. Any one of those teams, 
maybe Dalhart would be close to Clyde, but Bushland would beat Clyde by four touchdowns. Herford would beat Clyde by four touchdowns. So all the others would beat him pretty bad. That just te- this, this is that classic don't trust the record game. Absolutely. But the rest of the games in this region, I, I think, could be uh, non-competitive. And, and one thing I lamented about, maybe you have some insight on, on this, uh, because I, I don't know. It, there are never been more weird times across a region than what you have in this region right now. It's not even Black Friday week. We have six, five o'clock starts, six o'clock Oh, yeah, starts. you're right. That's, I, you, it's so funny. I hadn't even noticed that till last night when Grant, we, we were we were joking about Clyde and Shallow Water. And we're like, why is it four? And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe they just want to get home early. But now I know with Brock, that was part of it. Talking with Billy, uh, you know, last year they played Mule Shoe in the second round, and they played it in Sweetwater. And Mathis is a really good dude, and him and the meal shoot coach have a good relationship. So he was like, "Look, I'm not going to make you go back to shallow water. I understand, or uh, to uh, Sweetwater. To understand, we beat you there, and you know how coaches are with that kind of stuff." And he said, "So when they started talking San Angelo, he was like, okay, the only thing is, I want this to be as early as can because you know both sides have almost 200 mile trips back." And so maybe it's just simply that this is this is and we all know that with region one, but especially in D one, if certain games happen the way they did, you've got some of the biggest distances you're going to see in the second round. And then the fact that you have the Saturday game on the other side of the bracket, you yeah. have a two day difference between uh, Clyde and shallow water and Brock and mule shoe. I just, I've never seen that sort of disparity in times because somebody's going to have a short practice week. And you, one thing you do not want, whoever wins the game between Clyde and shallow water, you do not want a short practice week against Brock. No, but I, I what happens is Thanksgiving. And so you're, you're not going to get, and unless you can talk people into doing Thanksgiving games, which I wish more would do, you're going to have to play Friday and Saturday anyway. So especially because none of the five A's and six A's are going to play on Thursday. So now, you know, that, that this is the one you're going to start seeing the lineup for state where you start trying to be seven days out starting after next week. You're going to see that with week four, week four, week five. You're going to try to have all like if you play state on a Thursday, you're going to have your game on a Thursday, week four and five. But because of Thanksgiving, you can't do that next week. And so I think that that's you just had to bite the bullet. And let's be honest, the NFL, I know they're more, you know, they're more physical, more mature, but because they're more mature and because they hit harder and everything else, it's harder for them to you know, play on a Sunday and come back on a Thursday high school level. Yeah. It's a little tough, but I also think your kids can bounce back way quicker. And I do, I I do think coaches overrate that seven days to the next game. If if it's four days, yeah, I get it. But if it's six days, eh, I mean, you're you're not really missing that out, but it is a good point though, that we're going to get the first games on Thursday and be done by 8 PM. And then the last game won't be done until about 7 PM on Saturday as well. I am glad you agree though. I, 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 some people I know have tried to make Whitesboro like the, the chic. Oh, they could. No, they can't. You're going to beat Bushland. If you can run like paradise or if you can run like Brock, you're not going to beat Bushland. If you run an offense like Whitesboro. I agree with that, but Bushland, you know, uh, and digging into the stats, I think Bushland last year was better than Bushland this year. Just even though the, just looking at the stats and the fact that their quarterback is not running the ball right now for whatever reason by design, uh, I, th- I think he was much more effective in that role last year. Uh, now they've got some good running backs and they've got some good talent, but I, 
it's like, you know, I I think of the Brock quarterback, the fact that, you know, he can throw for 300 yards and he can run for 300 yards in any given day, how that just gives you like almost a 12 on 11 advantage. I'm I think Bushland's into the road next week is against paradise. And one thing I was fascinated by, and it kind of got to your point about, you're talking about Comanche and their injuries. And I wanted to make the point then, but I was like, yeah, we'll talk about it with paradise. I was reading uh, Corey Hoag's write up about the uh, Vernon versus paradise game. And one of the things that the paradise coach was talking about how they're finally getting Austin and Glacius to play both ways right now. Yeah. Like now, now you're starting to do that. And you talk about injuries and death when you can start to get to the point where your best players are now two positions effectively it makes you that much better and you you slate an athlete like austin iglesias on both sides of the ball as a full-time player if he can if he can handle that kind of a thing you've just gotten way better on both sides of the ball not that paradise needed to improve on the defensive side of the ball because they were playing really high level but now if he's back there at free safety uh, just playing center field and with his athleticism man that makes paradise an even harder dimension if they're going to have that for three-fourths of the game i do want to point out i think bushland this year has been in that mode of let's get our win and move on and maybe let's not try to run Jacko as much early and you don't want to get him hurt and stuff like that. So I, I, I don't know if they're, I think they're as good. I think they might, might even slightly be better this year. I think they're better defensively. They're not great defensively still. They still are going to struggle against the run. That's why I'm like you. I think next week, if, if, if it is them in paradise, I think it'll be a great game. Um, but I, I, I would right now give paradise a slight favorite. But, yeah, I, I think I, I think Bushland's been sleeping and going through the steps a lot this year just to make sure that they're healthy. And, and you'll see teams do that. But, I mean, let's be honest, if, 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 if and it should happen, that's one of the, the great games of week three next week is paradise and Bushland because Brock and shallow water or Brock and Clyde is still going to be Brock by three or four touchdowns. It's crazy how as up and down and wild as this region has been, and, oh, my God, it's still coming down to Bushland, Paradise, and Brock, who we all thought it was going to come down to at the end of the day. Why can't we call Whites for a little chic team? I mean, I, I think it's going to be more. What what line are you setting? And I'm going to take an over under. Give me your Bushland Whites for a line. I, I think Bushland wins probably 45 to 21. Yeah, I'll, I'll take. I think they'll be more competitive than that. I, I again, I'm not saying this is an upset pick. Yeah, but yeah. I think Whitesboro has is not going to just get go in there and get rolled over. I mean, Whitesboro has those intangibles. I mean, they've been the regional finalists two straight years. There's a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I think when they hear talk like this, like we're just kind of writing them off to lose this game, just like we kind of wrote them off to lose Jim Ned, even though we thought it would be competitive. Uh, and and they ended up winning that game with a very timely two point conversion, which messed up the metrics and that was the key for them winning that game so i think whitesboro is going to find something to make this a bit of a closer game because that coaching staff is an incredible coaching staff who is used to being here going this deep and i I just don't think that bushland is going to come over here and roll them out now is it going to be like last year if they come out like if they start the way they started against brock that's going to be the, the big difference but if whitesboro the longer whitesboro hangs around in this game i mean bushland's got to put their foot on their throat but will they have the ptsd of last year getting yeah. up big good on point. brock and well can, can you hold on to it yeah no, that's a good point and, and i will say this my the, the most average score i probably give out through the year is 42 21 
that doesn't mean that it's necessarily an arse whooping. 42-21 can be a really close game until late, and that's kind of how I see this game going. I, I think you're going to see these two teams be able to to score on each other early, And I, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we talk about what Whitesboro has done, and I think it's been a nice season for them, but let, let's look at who has on the field, not who has the most playoff experience as a jersey, but who has played the longest, and Bushland is stacked full of guys who have played longer the last two years because all of Whitesboro's playoff experience graduated last year, or you know, graduated into the, the year. And, and and that's a valid point. And you know, but Whitesboro as a program, as a coaching staff, they have played. They've had twenty eight games yes. the last two years, and and I, I get it that they've graduated a lot and. Bushland is bringing just about everybody back, uh, but still, a lot of these kids were practicing in in those eight, eight games, even though they weren't necessarily playing. Because once you get to this round, you get to bring everybody up, and that is one of the reasons why you see all of these teams that have that playoff experience. They kind of cycle over a little bit more because there's that ex community yeah. expectation of what it feels like to be practicing on Thanksgiving, and pl- even if they're not playing on Thanksgiving. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe. I do want to thank Matt for joining me each and every week over on the North Texas show. We also did the 9-4A division show. That was Salinas District. Uh, but we rolled that into the North Texas show uh, just because you only had a couple teams left uh, with Salina and Dallas Carter. But you can hear that show each and every week until the season's over, s2ssport.com. Uh, you can also listen to it on our YouTube channel, at L4 Media. And he does great work over on the 4-3A Division One report as well. Uh, and we will have, again, Coach Mathis back uh, next week for sure. If you're going out to the game uh, today, again, it's Thursday morning when I'm recording this, be safe. Long trip out to San Angelo. Fun atmosphere, though. Great stadium. It's going to be a fun one. And be safe coming back. Hopefully Brock wins, of course. And, again, if they win, we're back next week. If they don't, we'll have a, sh- a wrap-up show at the end of the season. But let's not think about that. Let's just plan on meeting back next week right here on the Tommy Hayes Photography DFW Executive Realty Brock Football Show on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media.